Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms, and I'm the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. Today's episode, I'm joined by Nick. He's a corporate recruiter. Uh, this is a, a guy that I'm mentoring, and he's based in New Hampshire right now, but he's moving his family down to Texas, and we're going through this process with him. Last time we talked, uh, he, he was putting it, they're putting their house on the market. I was concerned about the price because it was above all the other comps that they had been pulling into the market, but apparently his wife has an eye for design uh, and has helped them out. So they've had a lot of success with this so far. They're actually under contracts and the buyer actually wants to buy most, if not all of their furniture. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about facing your fears and the psychology of focusing on constructive criticism. Uh, we also get into being honest when canceling a hotel room uh, and how that's going to cost you. Uh, in some cases, I, I chase it a little rabbit right there. That's all. That's my fault. Uh, we also talk about knowing um, what a home inspection looks like for your area. For example, Nick talks about a Radeon air inspection, uh, which is not something I've ever run in based on how and when the home was built. The point being there, know what you should look at for in a home inspection. And the best way to do is just ask, right? So for example, here in Florida, we go through wind mitigation inspections as part of our home inspections. As long as we pass it, uh, we will get a credit on our insurance. Now you move a state over to Alabama. That is not even a thing for the state of Alabama, even though they have a similar coastline on the Gulf of Mexico. So the point of thing there is just know what to expect from your home inspection and make sure you're getting the right home inspection. Two other things we talk about what stronger offers look like in this case, a larger down payment and the structure of the deal. And also using LinkedIn to expand your, your network. Uh, I'm a big fan of Facebook just because of what it's done for me in this podcast and the real estate investing for the W2 employee Facebook group. Uh, but with Nick's corporate recruiter job, he's obviously focused on the corporate side and using LinkedIn to, to grow his network there. So just, we get into that discussion a little a bit. All right, let's get into it. You are a W-2 capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. But I was like, you know, um, it's only like 50 degrees. <laughs> and I, I was like, you know, Nick is in an environment, it's probably uh, 20, 30 degrees colder, and I'm not going to get on camera with him and have my jacket on sitting in my house. So I took it off, and it's funny to see you. And oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to go. And it's, I think it's about 18 out there right now. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, I, I, um, you being a new dad, you'll start seeing these new uh, dad memes, you know, oh. if, if there's a couple pages um, that I subscribe to, the dad on Facebook yep. and uh, life of dad, uh, entertaining stuff. I, I saw one the other day that, um, uh, what was it? It was, it was a picture of a thermostat. Yep. There was this, uh, um, workflow, uh, and you'll have to forgive me. I ran out of coffee. Oh, I don't geez. know how this happened. 
We ran out of K-Cups last week, too. I, what's up with that? You know, I, I mean, I, I thought it was on um, Amazon. Uh, yeah, the auto. yeah. Apparently, it's not. And I went in and I grabbed one of those K-Cups and it was like hot chocolate. And I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> so that's what I have this morning. It's not wow. the same. And hey, yeah, that's <laughs> And uh, no matter what, I'm going to burn my tongue when I try to drink hot chocolate. I don't know why. But um, anyway, um, but the meme was talking about all the different things that a kid has to do before he touches the uh, thermostat. It's hilarious. And, and, you know, one of them was like, have you added an extra layer of clothing? (laughs) And that's what I'm about to go do because I just I just don't want to turn the thermostat up. Yeah. I'm the only one up. It doesn't really matter. You know. Yeah. We have a special yeah. jacket for him with the winter that we had to order for the, the car seat safety and all that. And he, oh, he yeah. I think it's like yeah. that's like misery. But like a, like a death trap, right? I mean yeah, well, they like, feel like it. So yeah. Kind of like a life jacket for us. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah. So. Our son yeah. our son actually doesn't mind it now. Uh, our daughter on the other hand yeah (laughs) not gonna have it she's yeah but anyway what's going on buddy um last time we talked you guys had quite a few offers yeah i'm interested to hear about that and then what's going on the in the corporate recruiter world yeah so the house is under contract so we had inspection saturday so nice so far um so good we'll see what happens the you know the inspection kickback but the house is fairly new 20 13 2014 so shouldn't have anything too bad um come back from that so just dealing with that piece of that now um first time for us they want to buy our furniture and some of our furnishings so kind of going through that yeah that's (laughs) that is interesting was going to reduce your moving cost exactly yeah so we probably uh, some strained muscles for you right (laughs) banging up the walls trying to get it out yeah yeah yeah, so that was interesting. So working through that uh, with the realtors, so that's been interesting. But other than that, it's been I mean fairly smooth. It's awesome. now it's just the finance, really. That uh, you never know what's going to happen with that. Yeah, you, you didn't. Now y'all, uh, you're correct. You, you never know. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know why, but memes just cracked me up. I guess that's the dadism <laughs> in me. But there was a there was a picture I saw last night of a. It was definitely somebody in a court proceeding yep. you know and he's yeah. kind of holding his head down like this or or grasping his lawyer's hands or whatever in the in the uh the caption was uh being at the closing table after three months of something and i was like that's yeah. it's hilarious but anyway yeah um i did that meme a horrible horrible <laughs> service there because i couldn't remember it's part. hard to reenact memes when they're not you know when you don't have the photo but it, it was i laughed it's true. I was a little delirious, but anyway. I mean, oh. for us, we'll have everything packed up and be sitting there. So if it goes awry, that'll be yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a fun week. That week, but living out of boxes for a while. It, yeah. It's it's a yeah. good chapter to go that's through. The, yeah, that's the thing with like booking hotels and stuff. Right now, it's like, yeah, do you? But I mean, a yeah. lot of them are pretty good with canceling if you give them whatever forty eight hours notice. Yeah. But yeah, um, and I think you know, there's a pretty there's a pretty good hard, fast rule for, uh, I mean, depending on the rep you get, I guess, when you yeah. talk to those. So here's what I don't like about hotels um, or booking them. So it, yeah. this is one scenario, and I know it doesn't. It's just one of those that sticks out in your mind. You know, yeah. we're going to talk to uh, this uh, doctor psychology on, on uh, Friday 
about why people don't, why they stick to the bad and not yep. the good, right? And why you mm-hmm. can't recognize your own awesomeness. Just like when somebody gives you constructive criticism, yep. you hold on to that. Like you receive 15 punches from that. But if somebody pays you a compliment, you're so quick to, to downplay it. And I did this exactly this, uh, last night. Uh, I did it exactly last night. But, um, uh, I've been facing one of my fears, which is public speaking. Yep. And um, so I had the chance to co-present at our local uh, real estate investing group here yep. uh, at four different locations. So last night was the last right. one. And, and the, the guy who runs it, you know, told me I did a great job. And I was like, no, nah, you're just, you know, you're saying that. And I, and I wasn't, you know, it's, I don't know. I struggle with taking compliments, which apparently yep. is, a, is a thing for most people. But yeah. Uh, and I totally forgot where I was going with that. How about the negative? The yep. constructive feedback. Yep. Still don't remember. And now you stick with that. It started with hotels and then we went to school. Oh, that was it. That was yeah. it. That was it. <laughs> so uh, this has nothing to do with real estate investing, by the way. But we were going to Atlanta to, uh, yep. to a concert. And okay. um, we booked a hotel. We thought, hey, it's pretty close by the venue. While yep. we're driving there, we start looking it up and like, oh, crap, this is not anywhere near the venue. With with Atlanta, I don't know if you've ever been to Atlanta, but Atlanta is like an hour away from Atlanta. Doesn't matter where you go. I mean, if unless you're staying right next to it, uh, you know. So we called to cancel. Yep. And I explain, here's the situation. Yeah. I get. I'm sorry, sir. We can't accept that cancellation. We're still going to have to book you for the night. Oh. I was like, it's an honest mistake. It's Atlanta. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't take it. Well, our, our friends, our couple friends that, um, uh, staying at the same hotel with us, yeah. they call, they tell them that they had a death in the family <laughs> and they're not going to be able to make their trip. And guess whose yeah. hotel room got canceled? Got canceled. Yeah. And they were on the way too. So it's not like, you know, so, uh, anyway, I was like, the well, guy always loses. I guess it doesn't pay to be honest. Yeah, I guess not. No. <laughs> not in the hotel business. Not anyway. in the hotel business. Anyway, uh, I have not stayed at that hotel chain since then. Since then, yeah. Yeah, it's a mini. I'm a, no, I'm not, I don't stay at a whole lot of hotels now, but I used to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, I don't know yeah, why I felt the need to tell that story, but I did. So. It's, yeah, well, you never do know them. It's like. You don't. And I'm not encouraging them. I'm encouraging to lie. Like, just but, familiar with their cancellation yeah, policy. Maybe when you cancel the hotel. You know, at the end of the day, uh, that was on me because I chose the hotel <laughs> uh, because of price, not necessarily yeah. location. And, um, and I end up paying for two hotel rooms for that night. Yeah. So it's on me. I, I fully accept responsibility. By so the price, the price decision didn't work out on that one. No, no, it did not. <laughs> It's like, hey, you want to book two for the price yeah. of one? I mean, book one for the price of two. One for yeah. the price of two, yeah. That's, yeah. So tell me about yeah. your um, – so y'all, last time we talked, you had seven showings fairly quickly from when you listed your house, right? Yeah, it ended up ballooning, ballooning up to like 19. So we ended up having oh, like wow. 12 over the weekend. Okay. Um, and they used the Showtime app. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm not. Yeah, we were not. And then we went to, when we went to Austin and we're looking at houses, like everybody has it there. It's like they put a lockbox on the door okay. and the realtor uses an app to get in. So it unlocks the key and then it tells the listing agent and the seller when people went to their house. Um, so you can like see if they started and it's not like 
bulletproof, but it gives you a good idea of when people arrived and stuff. And then right after it sends them a survey. So you can get pretty instantaneous feedback if the realtor actually fills it out. Um, so we had a pretty good idea after the first day, what people's, you know, gripes were and things like that. Um, and then we did have a couple that said, you know, offer by end of day, those sorts of things. So we ended up after about 18 showings or so, uh, on Sunday had three offers to choose from, um, all three or two were over asking. Um, one was over asking with money back to get it under asking in reality. Um, and then we just kind of chose the, the one that had the better deal structure in terms of down payment, financing, realtor, things like that. The one that felt the strongest from, Hey, we're not going to be yeah. <laughs> a day away from closing. Exactly. They're going to back out. Yeah. They called out, you know, if it goes over appraisal, we'll cover the first 7,500. Um, difference. We won't renegotiate. They called out a couple of things where they wouldn't renegotiate. They didn't test for rate on air, which is a big thing up here. I don't know if that's a thing mm-hmm. um, you're from. So rate on air is like a big, it's okay. like a thousand dollar system. You put on like a big fan. It's annoying. We had to do it at our last house that we sold, but it's like yeah. thousand, twelve hundred bucks. Uh, but everybody has radon in their basement up here because of the granite state. So okay. everybody has it. It's like, nobody really knows what the levels really are. Um, so it's one of those things. It's kind of like, mandated but not really mandated um like the mortgage companies don't really care um but it's more just a thing that like people test for it in the air they find it and then you have to put a system in what causes Uh, radon radon is i think it's like from the um minerals or whatever in like granite and like stone okay so when they drill down for basements in especially new england new hampshire those uh areas it like causes the gas to release so how they the radon system they drill into your basement and it kind of like sucks the air out from under your foundation okay. and shoots it out up over your house, up over your roof line. And then it just gets rid of it. Like we had it pretty high in our last house. The radon system was there for like three days and then it was gone like completely. Oh, wow. Just this little fan in your basement. It's pretty, it's so, like PVC. It probably cost them like $200 and they yeah. charge you like 1200 bucks for it. Yeah. yeah. It's like a couple PVC pipes and a fan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, we don't have that problem here. Uh, we're pretty much on sand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, you know, we're as the, as the Eagle flies, we're two miles from the beach and, oh, okay. uh, uh, or from the Gulf and, yeah. um, you know, you, you dig down two inches, you get below yeah. that top layer of soil and you have sand. Um, yeah. it, it was weird. So we had a, a pool yep. in this last time and they came out and drilled holes, test holes to, to see where the water level was. Yeah, and I was like, "What is this going to involve?" And again, this has nothing to do with real estate investing, but we're <laughs> well, maybe it does. Maybe you got to learn pools yeah. and stuff like that. So um, he starts. He just has this. Uh, it's not really a shovel, but it's something he can drill a real small pilot hole by hand. And he goes down six feet, and he goes, "Okay, I'm done." I said, "Well, what do you mean you're done?" He goes. Well, do you see that last scoop that I brought up? I was like, yeah. He goes, do you notice anything different than the rest of the scoops? I was like, yeah, it's bright white. Yeah. You know, versus everything else was dirty, but it was still sandy. Yeah. yeah. He said, well, that's where your water table is. I was like, how do you know that? He goes, well, how do you think the sand's getting white? Because something's washing it and wow. it's water. And I was like, wow. Things you know. I mean, yeah, industry, a little thing. So, um, uh, that's that's cool. It's different. That's good to see how things are different in each market. You know, yeah. as far as that goes. Uh, I, I don't know. Here in Texas, they didn't even have basements. Like none of the houses we went in had basements, so it was wow. like they just don't do basements down there for whatever yeah. reason. And Whereas, I don't know that radion would be a thing. And I don't know that Texas is is uh, yeah. Granted, I don't know either. I don't. Uh, the realtor didn't really have a reason for why they don't have 
um, basements in Texas. The other big difference in the market down there was like every bathroom in Texas has a like stand up shower and a tub. Hmm. They're not like whatever two in ones or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Uh, whereas in New Hampshire, like if you have a stand up shower and a tub, that's like luxury living. Like you got a probably pretty expensive house to have that. Whereas wow. like the cheapest houses in Texas have that. I wonder if it's one of those things where, uh, well, no, y'all have a new build. Yeah. New Hampshire, right. So yeah, ours is pretty new. I'm wearing like a, I guess you would consider it a more upscale neighborhood, I guess. Yeah. Where a lot of the houses in here don't have a stand up and a tub. Like our master only has a, as a stand up. We don't even have a tub in our master. That's a, uh, that's crazy. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's just market differences, right? Yeah, it's something you, it's crazy how everyone is different. Uh, no radio air, no, uh, no basements. <laughs> no basements. There's like no hardwood floors in Texas. They all use like tile probably because of the heat, I guess. Yeah. They use like tile or like the fake tile, like all throughout. Those I'm houses. sure there, there's gotta be a house or two in Texas. Yeah. There's some that happen, but for the majority <laughs> of the ones that we went in, it was like, they're all tile or that fake wood tile. So. Yeah. Well, you'll find out. I, I love tile. I, I mean, we have, um, um, it's not final plank, but it's uh, it's some sort of bamboo uh, plank flooring in yeah. our house now, and we so we wanted hardwood floors, but because it's a uh, concrete foundation, you can't yes. necessarily not concrete, but concrete subfloor. You can't put actual hardwoods down. That's oh, okay. something we learned through that. So maybe if it's yeah. if if that may be the case in Texas, but um, I we came from a um, house. The whole first floor was tile. Oh, okay, and yeah. you talk about durability with some young kids. I mean, you drop a hammer on it and it's not going to mess with it. Yep. Here you wear the wrong pair of shoes and it's going to yeah. scuff it up. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. so it, it took, to, we're, we're past it now, but we have those little felt pads on everything. Now. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So yep, to protect it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as we keep in our junk drawer, we have a stockpile <laughs> of those things. <laughs> yeah. We're going to buy something new. Or, and it's, it's beat up in some areas. The previous yeah. owners had a dog, so you can tell it's yeah pretty. And it's same. I mean, it's only a few years lived in, but it's, the hardwood wears pretty hard. Yeah. How, so how's the search going in Texas? Um, it's, it's going. So we were, we've like said last time we've kind of poking around whether we're going to go in an apartment and keep the capital yeah. in the bank or if, um, so down there right outside of still within Austin city limits technically, but on the East side, you can get a USDA loan, which is like 0% down. And like, yeah. um, it's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, to me, I don't, I think that's a problem for future. Yeah. But if it can allow you to get into a house and have like a thousand dollar mortgage, then, uh, you Take know, I'll, play, I'll yeah. play the game. So, um, so we were looking into that. Um, the biggest problem with that is that it has some pretty hefty income restrictions um, and gotcha. things like that. So where my wife and I, are both working up here, but my wife may not work in Texas. We might be able to get under the line once we're there for a month or so. Yeah. Uh, and her income clears out. So, um, we're kind of messing around with that idea. Uh, cause it's still in Austin. And personally, I think just from doing a, looking at a ton of different areas down there, I think East of the city is where it's going to start to kind of grow. Cause they're putting in these types of programs with the USDA loans and things like gotcha. that. So I think, um, if we can get kind of I guess what would be considered a starter home and then in a year or two kind of move on from that, but use yeah. that as kind of a part-time investment buildup. Obviously not a ton of equity with zero yeah. or 3% down, but at least if the market 
continues to grow and the people continue to flock down there, I think that's where a lot of people end up landing just because it's much cheaper than being in the city. So yeah. we've been looking in that area. Um, stuff goes pretty quick. So we've been, uh, we got started with the mortgage process. So see kind of where, where it falls. We'll probably end up with a, with a apartment or extended stay at least the first month or so just to get yeah. kind of situated. But do they have a lot of uh, options for corporate apartments where furniture and everything? So that way you don't have to move twice. Within they a- have some stuff down there. Um, yeah. There's a couple of extended stays that, like you said, they're like the corporate ones. They're, they're pre-furnished and stuff like that. So um, they do have some that we've been kind of poking it's around. Kind of expensive, aren't they, though? I mean, it, yeah, it's of course they know for the convenience. Got to pay for the convenience. That's that's right. That's uh, you know. So yeah. that's yeah. That's like I mean, we some of the apartments too. Like there's some nice ones that are you know somewhat further outside the city. Yeah. But again, it's the commute and stuff that you end up paying for, but the apartments are like, I mean, they're like resorts, but they're cheaper than the ones in the city just because they're, you got to drive, but gotta drive. Yeah. yeah. You guys may find out that you, you like that sort of lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. Well, you know, when you listen to Grant Cardone, that's the lifestyle you're supposed to live, right? <laughs> if you're selling his products. Yeah. You got to, right. You got to, oh, you got to practice what you preach, right? Yeah. Oh man. He's like, he's, that's an intense fellow there. He, he, uh, man, I, I, I love him. I, we're actually, uh, affiliates with him. Uh, now I don't think I've ever sold anything. I don't even yeah. know how that happened. Um, but, uh, I love Grant, you know, I, I've actually yeah. taken his, um, uh, part of his Cardone university. Yep. Um, yeah, I've done some of them They're I mean, they're interesting for sure. It, yeah, definitely. It, I love getting other people's perspective. Yeah. I'm not afraid to give you his perspective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as a friend of mine told me, I have to, you know, or express, I have to take breaks from Grant because yeah. I just, I don't have that kind of energy. I just no, don't. That's like Gary V for me too. It's like Gary yeah. V for a couple of weeks. I'm like, holy moly, yeah. this guy is like, I gotta, I gotta cool the jets with this guy. His voice is annoying to me. Oh. Yeah, he gets I, to me quick. I mean, I, I go like I, it's more like a day with him. Grant, you can do like a couple of weeks, and then yeah. you're like, give me a couple of days off. With Gary, it's yeah. like one day on, two weeks off. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to. I mean, the guys are successful, but I'm just like, yeah. And, and I know how they're successful, but what Gary V does on his uh, social media pages, I'm just like. Hey everybody, I want to take a break from the action real quick and point you over to Passive Real Estate Investor Academy. It's one of our affiliate sponsors for the show. Um, Annie Dickerson, who leads up the academy there. I've met her. I met her at a conference last year. I uh, wanted to meet her because she is actually on uh, one of our posts, uh, 12 sites every financial freedom seeker should know about. Uh, the things that they're doing at Good Ag Investments, uh, I'm just amazed by. Uh, she had a very successful W-2 career, but also uh, I think it was last year, uh, 2018, she was able to pull her parachute cord and become a corporate dropout and focus on real estate investing full time. So, and by that, I mean her and her partner are now syndicating deals through their uh, corporation, Good Egg, Good Egg Investments. And what I'm most impressed by these these ladies, what they're doing is they closed, I think it was around 3,500 doors last year. Um, and now they're teaching, they've launched this course, Passive Real Estate Investor Academy, uh, to teach people what it really means to become a passive real estate investor and working with syndicators, whether you work with them or not, helps you understand what a passive real estate investor is all about. So check them out. We have a specific link for you. You can find it at helmsrei.com slash P-R-E-I-A. All right, let's get back to it. I mean, I guess he fought, he has, he hires somebody to follow him around and record it 24 seven. Yeah. Go back and they get these one-liners. 
yep. three, and and may, maybe he's the one line king. I don't know. It's just I, it, it annoys me when like people become and he didn't become successful because of that, right? Yeah, he expanded on his success from it. Yep. But like when uh, people talk about uh, there was something in the news recently about um, one of the Kardashians being oh uh, self made billionaire there self made billionaire. I was like. Yeah. Self made my ass. Yeah. Or or her sister's ass, whatever you want to yeah. call it, because that's how one she, of their asses. Yeah, one yeah. of the and and um, you know, it's just there's yeah. to me the self made is there's no such thing of it. You know, yep. or, or is that right? I mean, that's very it's a very dramatic way to get more attention, which those yep. are attention whores, obviously. So Yeah, exactly. I just Yeah. The grand then, department then again, thing makes me laugh. It's like he yeah. I actually listened to it was funny timing because my wife and I have never lived in an apartment. Um, there's apartment complexes like Grant buys are really not up here in New England. They're, yeah. they're smaller scale. Um, and they certainly don't have the amenities that they have down south just because of the weather. Right. Uh, but you mean you don't have any pools in New Hampshire? Yeah, I mean, we do. But they're not like the one. Like you see some of the ones that his funds buying and you're like, that yeah. looks like a resort, not, a, not an apartment complex. Um, so we were going through and he's um, – I was going through the, the bigger pocket – bigger pockets podcast. And I'm like down in the 2017 cause I've listened to all the recent ones. And of course the one I come across is grants bigger pockets <laughs> one. And I'm like, this is weird timing. Like this is, this is a little destiny, strange. Man. About. It's yeah. podcast destiny. Yeah. I was like, wow. So then my wife's in the car and like, we're listening to it. She thinks he's funny. She gets a right. She gets a kick out of grant. But, um, then he's talking about how like the park they bought in Houston has a two acre park, a two acre park in it and a pool. And he's saying your mama's house doesn't have this. And he's like going up the deep end. And he's like, yeah. he does. I mean, he's, he's definitely quite the self promoter in the, uh, in the arguer towards yeah. his point. And then he, then he gets on his own plane and it's hard to argue with him, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, it's hard to argue with success or what's yeah. perceived as success. Right. Yeah. But like he even says towards the end of the podcast, I mean, he has four other businesses that fund that business. So it's like, yeah, not just an apartment guy. He's got four other businesses that are chugging along as well. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's. We all just want to be there. We can call yeah. him annoying. That's but, what he says. Know. That's how he starts the podcast. <laughs> all you guys buying ones and twos want to be where I am. Yeah, <laughs> like, everybody wants to be on your jet. Yeah, I, I don't. I'd like to have the jet. I don't know that I. I am cut out to be in the uh, limelight, as they call it, as yeah. much as he is. I, I don't yeah. want that lifestyle. I, no. I want to be able to do enough to. Um, yeah. Uh, choose what I want to do. And maybe that, maybe that is it once I get, once I get there, if I ever get there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think yeah. I'm going to be flying around in a private jet to raise millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Right now it's focused on how do I get more time to spend with my kids. Exactly. But as somebody pointed out to me the other day that once your kids turn 10 or 12, they, don't they really don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> And you I was like, time again. <laughs> like, well, maybe I'll have more time on my hands. By the end, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I couldn't be, a, I mean, Grant being the age he is with those two little girls, I couldn't imagine that. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm fairly young and have a 10 month old. And I'm like, geez, I'm exhausted doing that. Well, that's it. So I just turned 40 and yep. um, we have number three on the way. I remember you saying that. That's, yeah. and uh, my wife and I've been talking about more. Wow. So my wife's been talking about more. I was going to say a conversation I need to have with her too. <laughs> but I, you know that, and, and five years ago when we started this little adventure uh, of having kids, I was like, you know, I don't want to be the grandpa showing up at high school graduation. Yeah. And right now, you know, I'll be, 
with this one coming along, uh, 18, I mean, I'll be 58, almost. Yeah. 60. Yeah. Rolling That's in with my, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come in with my, where's my walker at? We got a yeah. high school graduation, <laughs> um, which would be fine. I'll just be glad just to be there. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, real estate will keep you young. That's not a stressful en- endeavor. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, Compared to my day job, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) You do sales engineering, right? Is that what you do now? Uh, Somewhat. Somewhat. I was explaining last night to the group, if you've ever seen the movie Office Space. Yeah. And and the guys coming in, the consultants are coming in, talking to the two Bobs. And you got, and I can't remember the character's name, but he was like, I'm the guy that talks to customers. You can't have engineers talking to customers. You can't have customers talking to engineers. So yeah. that's me, right? So yeah. I kind of bridge that gap and the yep. liaison, and it, it, gets, it gets a little hairy sometimes. So, yeah, that's, um, that's fun. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> no, sometimes it is. You know, when the light bulb finally goes off and, you know, yeah. they actually accept, hey, I'm, I'm paying for your advice. Yep. Uh, and they're like, okay, now I'll trust you. Yeah, uh, that's when it really does get fun because yeah. you know you're kind of over that dating phase. Exactly. Yeah, and that is the hardest part for people who have never been like in those tech environments. Like mm-hmm. you talk to an engineer and then you talk to a sales guy. It's like we need somebody in the middle here who can who can do both because he's yeah. doing it. Yeah, and um, you know I've got a master's in business administration, but my BS is in computer science. Yep. So it it has helped me travel down both those worlds to yep. see, I see both sides of the coin. Absolutely. And, um, it, it's definitely helped me, but, um, uh, there are days, you know, it, the biggest thing is, um, when customers don't get what it takes to make their technology run, you know, yep. most cu- customers right now, they want, uh, technology to be a utility. Yep. So I flipped the light switch on, everything works fine. There may yep. be an outage once in the blue moon. Yep. But pretty much I want to flip it on and flip it off. And, and technology for computing devices is just just not there yet. You know, yeah. so uh, I'd like for it to get it there. But enough about me. What about you, man? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I just ask. It's fine. I mean, that's I in recruiting. I I staff some of our SEs and our solutions consultants and our yeah. customer success reps and those folks that kind of blend that line and those people as a recruiter are always the hardest people to find that are, that can do both sides because it's like, I mean, I guess if you, to flip it back to real estate, it's like if you're a flipper and then you go and try and be like a buy and hold, like it's just two totally different skill sets. And it's one manager wants the flipper, one manager wants the buy and hold guy. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, ah, I don't know. You got to find the perfect one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did y'all, you had multiple offers. Did you accept any backup offers or did you just say, so we, Hey, this is the one we're going to go with and everybody else is. Yeah. So we told the, so the two people who were both came in at over asking, um, they came in at similar prices. They both came in pretty strong. Um, they both wrote letters. Uh, so it was, they both did all the bells and whistles. So we just told the second ones, the better offer ended up being the first one. So we just told the second folks, you know, this is kind of apples to apples. We're just picking the people who are in the door first. Um, If it fails, we'll keep you on, you know, kind of on the back burner and let you know. Uh, But then ironically enough, I don't know if I told you our house, a house up the street in our neighborhood was for sale. 
for less than ours and hasn't sold since January. And now theirs is magically sale pending. So um, we're assuming <laughs> somebody may have gone up the street and said, those people didn't want our money. We'll give it to you and, and make your house look a little bit nicer. Yeah. Um, so we're assuming that's probably where they went, but. Well, and you never know. It, it may have, um, they, uh, they, that house may have brought them to yours. Exactly. Right? And, yeah. uh, they could have gone through this process and got pretty close to closing and try to negotiate on price. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. So yeah. I think you guys be, did it right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, this, these folks have been renting for a long time and looking for a while. So they, I mean, they're putting a big chunk down. Um, Nice. Like the first offer was only putting like 5% down or something, mm-hmm. uh, which in, I mean, I think on a lower price point home, that's not a huge deal. Um, uh, that's kind of standard for a lower price point home. But, um, for the price point of this house here, it was just, just seemed a little sketchy to kind of go with that one. And then yeah, with them relying on 95%, you know, conventional financing when we get to the table was just a little, um, is that little, available in your area? Yeah, they could have got it. Um, okay. But then the other folks came in at like 25%. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of... It's a stronger offer. Yeah. And they have the they have the reserves to not negotiate for the appraisal and stuff like that. That's one of the bigger concerns now is just where it appraises at, um, if it appraises to the price or not. So we, our realtor actually, I don't know if... The, I mean, I think this is legal. He did it. Um, he pulled this, like the listing down off the MLS and the, or he did like a price increase sheet and had to sign it and everything to put it up to what we got um, okay. from the offer. And he, he said that's kind of one of his tricks that he uses. So when the appraiser, if they just look really quick, they don't see that we raised the price. So he doesn't know that the people that paid over. Um, so he kind of sees that listing and just instantly in his brain, he thinks that's what it's worth. Kind of a kind of, of a, a brain negotiation type thing that I thought was pretty interesting. I'd never heard of, kind of going back and relisting it at a higher price. Yeah. And I've, Never heard of that either, but I've also never been in a situation where somebody offered more, multiple people offered more over asking, right? Yeah. And if there's anything um, legal they can do yeah. to get you guys to close. Yeah. Yeah. Know, I thought it was pretty interesting. Interesting for sure. Um, yeah. Because like our that. first house, we sold in like the peak of kind of 2015, I think, or 2016 when everything was going crazy. So we sold at the peak. So we were expecting to get over asking that was our realtor was ready for it. And they were just appraising kind of everything at at whatever the price was. So we weren't worried about it. So we didn't really do anything then. We're also working with a a much different agent than the one we have for this house. But um, this one here has been, this one here has definitely showed me the value of a, of a kind of a top notch real estate agent opposed to just a, a real estate agent, not to offend real estate agents out there, but I mean, you know, they're like, prop, uh, not say the proper, just like in property management, there are yeah. guys who are extremely professional. And I mean, yeah. I love the property managers I use now. Yep. I can compare them to the ones that I used to use. Yeah. Night and day. I mean, yep. you know, so it, pretty much any industry, there's exactly. going to be people like that. And it, yeah, yeah, you definitely want to find one that, uh, like you said, is top notch. And you'll probably use, if you were staying in that, market you'd probably use that guy yeah. more. we've already referred him to multiple people so i mean he's already got three listings off of us in our house on the market for a, for a week so nice nice um yeah like you said like in any industry the top-notch people seem to kind of get the referrals and things like that like i wouldn't have preferred other folks that i've used but him i was glad to give him to anybody he's yeah he's been really good how did you find him so i found him actually searching for top real estate agents in our area and yeah. i had seen 
he actually sold the house down the street from ours last summer when we were moving in. Um, so saw him in and out of the neighborhood and that house was actually, um, like a hundred thousand more than ours. So it was pretty top notch. He does some top flight stuff. Um, and he yeah. started, he started his own brokerage partnered with a big firm down in mass and is helping them expand out in New Hampshire. Um, so he was just doing a lot of interesting things and he came and gave us a sales pitch. He was like, you're probably going to want to interview me. So I'll just come and give you a presentation. Came to our house, gave us a presentation on an iPad, like had it all decked out, um, nice. what made him different. What made his firm different? The eyes that go to his website. I mean, he had it, he had it pretty all together. And after he left, I was like, hey, probably not going to get any better than that. So uh, maybe I need to re relook at how I choose my realtors. I've never had one come to my house and do uh, a presentation like that. <laughs> I was like, he's like, yeah, I'll come and take a look at your house. And he took pictures and he's like, all right, this is from my notes and everything. So I can, you know, write the listing up. Um, I take pictures of special features and stuff. I mean, he hired out his photographer, did a video layout. I mean, he went pretty all out. That's he does awesome. mostly like, I mean, we were kind of a, ch a cheaper home for him. He does mostly like multi-million dollar stuff on the buyer side. Yeah. Uh, and his agent group does out kind of the listings, but I mean, he showed right up on a Tuesday night, came back on a Saturday and I mean, he's, he's been on it. He's, you said something there too. He's a multi-million dollar listing agent. That's probably why I haven't had a realtor do that for me either. <laughs> I haven't had any listings for yeah. single families that were multi-million. Yeah. I mean, mine certainly isn't either. So when I messaged him, I was expecting him to be like, yeah, here's one of my agents. They'll, they'll kind of run with it. But yeah. he came right out and said, Nice. Yeah, I only he said it was interesting. This was also kind of the power of communication and reaching out to people like directly because I reached out to him directly and just said, I basically just said, I want you to list my house, not your firm. Yeah. Um, he said, I only list house where people reach out to me directly um, or I get like high end referrals and I'll work with those. And I was yeah. like, so just just show when you kind of yeah. stroke the ego a little bit and then, yeah. you, then <laughs> you they want to work. With yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was. That was my email. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for kind of the best agent in our area. I know you sold the house down the street from us for more money than ours. See your signs. Yeah. See the results. And yeah, we all have an ego. So we do. And <laughs> I think with your job, I would imagine you get more practice at doing that, trying to recruit folks yep. than the yeah. person. So, um, using your W2 to your advantage. I, I, yeah. I like it. I yeah. Like I mean, I've been doing that a ton too with, with Austin. It's actually kind of, I guess not concerning, but it's interesting to me how many real estate folks don't utilize LinkedIn and the power that it has. Hmm. Uh, granted, it's not the most intuitive system if you're not in it's it. Even when you are in it 40 hours a week. But yeah. um, but I've been using that and have gotten a ton of responses from folks down in, down in the Austin, San Antonio areas just through LinkedIn, probably because they don't get a lot of that um, from other people interested in real estate. So how is the search going for property down there? I know last time we talked, um, I think I challenged you to post on bigger pockets to try to find some properties in the Texas neighborhood. How's that going? Yeah. So I've been, um, so I was messing around with list source the other day. I've never been on there before. So I was okay. messing around on that just to see kind of what that was all about. Um, I was got tied into a couple of wholesalers, which we kind of talked about as right. best bet, but just to, just to see. So what I've been yeah. doing is they've been kind of, of course they're sending over stuff nonstop. Yep. So I've been getting those and just kind of running them through the calculators just to 
get used to the practice. Yeah, that's great. These probably aren't the best deals, but you know, at least I can get the practice of putting them through the yeah. calculators. Um, bat, and, I, bat and practice swings, man. It's just exactly, yeah. that's all it is. You yeah. Know? And I got a pro membership so I can do it like unlimited and got go. some of the other stuff. So um, actually what I need to do next is cause like my LinkedIn profile is like top notch, but my bigger pockets one is junk. Mm. Um, and I've been, what I've been doing is people that I find on bigger pockets and connect with, I go to LinkedIn and connect with them on LinkedIn as well. Got a Me lot too. of good actually action on that. Um, Cause a lot of the other people like yourself that we're doing this with, they're at their W2 job too all day. So they're maybe not in bigger pockets all day, but they're on right in. Um, so I've had a, what do you mean? We're all goofing off every day, That's all true. day. That's right? true, yeah. I mean, this call <laughs> is it, was it 10 AM? No, I'm yeah. Just, it's, yeah. It's um, central right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I need to, uh, I need to up my bigger pockets profile and put some stuff on there, um, and start getting in the forums a little bit more. That's, those are a little bit overwhelming to me right now with how much they are. I, I would encourage you to set up keywords. Yeah. Very specific about your keywords. Other, otherwise you're going to get flooded. Um, you know, I, I started adding those keyword alerts in there. Yeah. I think like in two days I had 2000 notifications. Yeah. I was like, okay, I didn't do something right. Uh, there's, yeah. uh, I know there's that much content on there, but it's not that much content that applies directly to what I was looking for. So yeah. get as specific as you can. I know there's some um, characters that they use, you know, to yep. um, yeah, narrow it down. But yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely utilize that. Um, you know, they have that text feature too. Yeah. So you, if you want your phone to blow up, enable that because uh, it will definitely go off. Yeah, yeah. I got to get in there and really dive into the profile, and like I said, the keywords and set some of that stuff up a little bit more. I've been watching a lot of like the replay webinars. Yeah. Um, so trying to catch up on some of those old webinars and um, using the calculators a lot with the deals that I've been getting. And then um, yeah. I poke around on the marketplace just to see kind of just to use those as, again, like kind of dummy deals um, yeah. just to see what's out there in other markets and stuff. So. Um, and then I'm on the, I mean, I'm on Zillow every day for the Austin market, just for personal houses. So just trying to get a feel of the different areas and stuff that way. So, um, still the move date is still in, uh, was it May? April 22nd. April. It's your, it's your kid's birthday's in May. Yeah. His birthday's in May. We're coming back to New Hampshire in May for the birthday and the wedding. And, and still trying to figure out how you're going to move between now and then it's March, by the way. Oh, it's almost the end of March. <laughs> oh man, you got to close on your property. Move. Yeah. All right, man. You, you road warrior for the next. It's all. It's all fun and games. <laughs> I feel for you. Yeah. I feel like I've been there, but you it's got a pod quote. Have you ever used a pod? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like. So they they kind of they kind of got me. So they they did a pod quote at nine thirty and at night. And yeah. I'm like, all right, they're going to give me a quote. And then it tells me to call a number. So I'm like, all right, I'll call the number at 930 at night. They'll give me the number and we'll be good. Some guy picked up the phone and I was on the phone pause until like 10, 15 at night the other night getting a pod quote. Nicest guy I've ever talked to in my life. Yeah. Um, but they, it's a pretty interesting model. It was much, much cheaper than the van lines and stuff. Than the really? Companies. Yeah. The moving company quotes we got online were like all around six, seven grand. Um, Pods is running a discount because apparently they need pods out of New Hampshire into Texas. Okay. Uh, it was like three grand for the trip and they store it for a month. Um, yeah. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they drop was... it off. He's like, yeah, we can drop it off for as long as you want. You fill it up, call us, we'll come pick it up. 
yeah. you have a week to get it down or 10 days to get it down there. And then you have a month of storage included in this price. If you want another month, it's only like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, matter of fact, the, the only time I've used pods is when I moved out of a house, I went into yeah. an apartment because my, um, house wasn't ready to move into yet. So oh, okay. Yeah. Very similar situation, but, yeah. uh, it definitely worked. It yeah. Was, I was like, wow, that's, that's, but you need to make sure that anything you put in the pod, you're not going to need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That'll be, yeah. The packing is going to be the most fun. No, that'll be this that's week. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you. So, uh, when we did this, um, go on uh, Uline, it's just the letter Uline.com yeah. and order you one of those big ass rolls of, of bubble wrap. And I'm yeah. talking, it's big. Like, yeah. you can't bear hug it. It's so big. <laughs> oh, and, and you'll use every bit of it. I mean, we yeah. did. And, and we're, and when we moved, it was just me and my wife. We didn't have kids yet. So, yeah. You know, furniture aside, that is all for the kitchen stuff and the yeah. breakable. I mean, you'll use every bit of it. So, you yeah. line get your. I got to get that order today. Yeah. yeah, it'll be there quick. Now, the only thing about doing that is about once a quarter, they're going to send you a magazine's about this thick, hoping you're going to, and you have to go onto their website and say, "Stop sending me this magazine." Maybe they won't have my new address. They'll That's send true. it to the people. Here. Yeah, there you go. Send <laughs> new mail for the next owners. <laughs> <laughs> here's, your, here's your packing supplies when you yeah design. for when you move yeah that's yeah. awesome well yeah. man I, i'm excited for you I, I hope to uh uh when's the inspection so the inspection was saturday last saturday okay so we should have results probably today um yeah. of what they got back so okay so yeah. next time we talk I, i'd love to hear about the inspection yeah. um more about your analyzing deals and how yeah. much you're actually practicing that uh, so you mentioned it yourself, but I'm going to keep you accountable to it. update your bigger yeah. pockets profile. Yep. Absolutely. And, um, start finding more properties. Well, I say finding more properties. You, you and your, your wife really need to just determine yeah. what we're going to rent for a yep. while and yep. rent an apartment for a while. And, um, uh, that's probably the bigger conversation that needs to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Soon. <laughs> Because yeah. well, yeah, it's thirty it. days, so it's yeah. it's got to get booked. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you're going to rent for a while, and actually, yeah. it's, it's the smart thing to do because now you'll get down there, you'll get to, you know, you'll have time to drive around and get yep. used to different parts, and then you can really narrow your focus on where yeah. you want to potentially buy. And right? we can for use you, that USDA, if we're down there for a little while, slide into that, and then it's really no different than an apartment because yeah. uh, you're putting nothing down, just like an apartment. Yeah. Uh, so. Now, do you have to apply to be uh, a Texas resident to use that type of loan? So the mortgage, um, I have a mortgage lady who I've been working with so far that we got referred to, uh, who has been pretty great. So she said once we get a little bit closer, she started taking our documents and stuff so okay. to have all that. Um, so that's a good question. I got to ask her how, if we need to be Texas residents to be able to get that USD. Yeah. I would... I would assume based on what it's for, you would think that you would have to since it's trying to kind of fill out these urban areas, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it just something that popped in my mind when we moved from Alabama to Florida, it was, it was something weird. Like you had to have a Florida driver's license for six months before you were considered a resident. Wow. And then you couldn't apply for a fishing license like a, like a, a Florida, um, yeah. Wow. There's in-state and out-of-state fishing license. So you couldn't apply for an in-state fishing license until you had your license for six months as well. And I was like, so I can go get a driver's license, 
but I can't get a fishing license <laughs> or an in-state fishing license. So, wow. Yeah. So just, I want to bring that up because there may be some rules like that that yeah. apply to the USDA, maybe something that you, you need to think Yeah, about. we did get a relocation guide sent to us, like a big thick magazine that they sent that has gotcha. towards the back all the stuff and like the timelines for registrations and stuff like that. So definitely got to pay closer attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, you know, it may be one of those things. Hey, day one, when you, when you land, you yeah. got to... Yeah, you just write a DMV and you get your picture taken, you know. Drive right in. Welcome to our new home. We're at the DMV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that may be a horrible way to start out with the family. I might save that for the next week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the offer, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wait wait a week on that one. Yeah, I definitely. Or a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, wait a weekend on that one. All right, Nick. Well, man, it was great catching up with you. I look forward to the next call. You have access to the calendar link, so just make it whenever you can. Perfect. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens to you next. Yeah. Excited awesome. for everybody. Yeah. Hey, appreciate it, Jay. Things are going to start moving pretty fast for you yeah. pretty soon. Things are so. going to start ticking away here pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have right, a good one. You Thanks, too. Jay. See you.